the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It is the uh, Tim DeMoss Show you're tuned into a couple minutes after 4. Thank you for listening in. Forecast mixed bag. Cloudy, rainy, and sunny, then cloudy, then rainy. Oh my, 82 the high, 68 the low tonight. Mix of clouds and sun in store for tomorrow and a high of 85. So we are at 1,663 Bibles down and just 537 to go in our partnership with Bible League International. If you want to help out, we'd love to hear from you at 800 Yes, word. 800-937-9673. Or right on our website, there's a big banner. Can't miss it. It says, Fan the Flame Bibles for Asia. That's because that's what these Bibles are for. Over half the world's population lives in Asia. Gospel is spreading quickly. Just one big challenge. Very fundamentally, there's not enough Bibles to go around. Imagine becoming a Christian, but then not having the Word of God to read. And so we'd like to step in and help that not be a thing. So if you want to help out, again, 800-YES-WORD, 800-937-9673, or on our website, WFIL.com. We've had a lot of folks help out. It has been a beautiful thing to watch that number climb. Very meaningful work that our listening family is doing together. So... We have a special guest coming up in a little bit. Her name is Meredith McDaniel, and she has a really good book out called In Want and Plenty, Waking Up to God's Provision in a Land of Longing. And if you want to win a copy, send me a text. I'll just mention that off the top of the show. 610-500-DOVE is our text line. 610-500-3683. A lot of things are going on on the radio station, and I'll just mention one on our contests and surveys page where the rewards club is very busy, different books you can win and surveys you can take. One of the surveys you've heard us talk about is called the Philly sports survey. It's a lot of fun. You don't have to know a whole lot about sports. Even the most casual of fans can participate. And all you do is go to the contests and surveys page and answer a few basic questions like who's your favorite Philadelphia athlete of all time. Maybe you're a football person only, or you like basketball and that's it. Or maybe like all of the four, as they are called, ball and stick sports, hockey, basketball, baseball, football, whatever. You answer the question every you see fit. A few other questions in there too. And then when you're done, you automatically qualify for uh, winning a copy of a book called This Day in Philadelphia Sports, which co-written by Brian Startari, longtime Philadelphia sports talk host, who joined us, I'm going to say six weeks ago. We talked about the book back then. 
more than ever, it's a great book because, again, there's not a whole lot of sports going on. Little by little, things are happening, but not a lot of scores to report, if you will, and all that. So uh, it helps you go back in history and look through. Interestingly enough, on this date in history, for example, back in 1910, the Hilldale Field Club of Darby, Pennsylvania, one of Philadelphia's uh, area's most successful African-American baseball clubs, played its first game, a 10-5 loss to Lansdowne. Originally a 14, 15-year-old league, the uh, Hillsdale FC developed into a powerhouse of men's professional Negro League baseball, capturing the first two Eastern Colored League crowns, as they were called, and meeting the Kansas City Monarchs of the Negro National League in 1924 for the first ever Negro League World Series, a five games to four Hilldale loss. Hilldale and Kansas City met again in the series the following year, this time Hilldale victorious, five games to one. So that's what happened on this date way back in 1910. Now, the highlights in this book and there are low lights, too. If you've lived in Philadelphia, there have been certainly a share, you know, a share of heartache. Those moments are in this book as well. Every single day of the year, there's something to look up and, and learn and relive, if you will. So that's what you would win, plus a gift card to Rita's, a little summary thing we're thinking, and a WFIL ball cap. Nice grand prize, if you will. We have several of those to hand out. So if you want to try your hand at that, WFIL.com is where you would do it. And once you're there, there are a lot of different contests you can enter and have fun with. So we wanted to give you some things that are in terms of prizes, that it's nice wide variety, something hopefully make you laugh or challenge you. Some of the books that are there are are marriage uh, based. Uh, And obviously during this time where folks are still kind of at home, perhaps more than normal, people may get on each other's nerves a little bit. So on a practical note, we have stuff up there that would help with that. And so we encourage you to check that out. Have fun with it. It's all part of WFL's Rewards Club, which is free to join. It's our listener loyalty club, if you will. You take a minute to join that, and then you can enter all these contests very quickly and the contests that we have coming down the road. So help yourself to that anytime you like. That's just one of the many things you'll find at WFIL.com. So... That said, we'll take our first break, and uh, we'll welcome aboard in a few moments Meredith McDaniel, author of In Want and Plenty, Waking Up to God's Provision in the Land of Longing. Also, shortly, I will let you know, we have a couple of very special guests joining us tomorrow on the program. That'll be a lot of fun for our famous Friday show. Stay tuned for that and a lot more. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. It's 410, The Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for tuning in. One more time, our text line is 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. If you'd like to win a copy of the book we'll be chatting about for a little while here, it's called In Want and Plenty, Waking Up to God's Provision in the Land of Longing. And uh, we'll take texts throughout the hour, so just do it when you have a chance. And of course, text safely, Uh, pull over if you have to, or whatever the case may be. We bring on board author Meredith McDaniel. Hi, Meredith. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Great. You have this book we want to chat about, In Want and Plenty, Waking Up to God's Provision in the Land of Longing. And 
Uh, share a little backstory. How long has it been in the making for you, and and why uh, why did you want to write it? It's your first book, I understand, right? It is, yeah. Well, I would say it's been a decade in the making, honestly. But actually, writing it with my hands in the last couple years, okay. um, you know, I just started to realize through meeting with my counseling clients and different friends and family that we all have this longing, you know, that is not necessarily going to be satisfied on this side of heaven in the way that we would want it to be. And so what does it look like for us to live um, in both want and plenty here on earth? Yeah. You start off the book with the uh, well-known C.S. Lewis and his quote, if we find ourselves with a desire that's nothing, that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is we are made for another world. And that's true. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, and, and then you get one with the book, um, and, and an interesting forward, too, uh, by Emily Freeman. Um, how do you know Emily? And because uh, she has an interesting story in her, in her opening uh, remarks for you. Yeah, so Emily and I, um, we're actually from the same town, but she is the co founder of an organization called Hope Writers that I'm a part of um, that really just tries to help people uh, start to convey the hope that they have found in the world to other people through writing and lots of different mediums. Okay. So that's how we kind of overlapped. And yeah, she, she wrote a beautiful foreword for the book. Well, it was, an, yeah, it was a neat story about, I guess, some guy in London who was clapping at a train station and drew a crowd. Right. And then the yeah. how's the rest of it? The rest of like there really wasn't anything to it, but he knew how to draw a crowd. He did. And there was something about the awe and the wonder of what he was doing. It wasn't so much about, you know, what they saw him do and how he could even portray it. It was more about just that that kind of him drawing them in. And I think that really alludes to the metaphor that I use in the book about manna, um, which is just that crazy substance that found from this, you know, fell from the sky back in um, the days of the Israelites wandering around in the desert, and they were hungry, and they were thirsty every single day, and God gave them just what they needed. But, you know, it's crazy. The word or the phrase manna translates to, what is it? So they were asking that question, like, God, what is this in my life? I think a lot of us are asking that question today, too, right? In coronavirus time, where we're having to stay at home, we're just saying, God, what is this? What is going on? And um, where where are you? You know, can I... Can I figure out um, where your hand is in all of this? And are you actually going to provide for me right now when the world seems to kind of be a little crazy? Yeah, yeah. chatting with Meredith McDaniel. The, <laughs> the book is called In Want and Plenty, Waking Up to God's Provision in a Land of Longing. And that uh, the story of Moses and the Israelites really is woven throughout the whole book, right? Was that something from the get-go that you kind of had a vision for and thought, you know, this could work all the way through, or did you discover it as you were writing? Yeah, it was from the beginning. I felt like God sort of started whispering this this concept of manna to me about, you know, like I said, eight or 10 years ago, and I was just really overwhelmed with my life. I had three young kids. I was um, working as a counselor. My husband's in ministry. And, you know, finances were tight, and my hormones were imbalanced, and it was just the perfect storm. And God started whispering to me, I'm going to give you all you need. And it made me think back to the Exodus narrative and really how that's the gospel in a nutshell, that we um, are enslaved by, you know, all different vices of this world, and we need a rescuer. And so we get to see that in Exodus um, through that narrative. Yeah, and back, and back to that, that, uh, that foreword that Emily Freeman had written, the idea of attracting the crowd, and, the, and, the, and I think it was her kids who wanted to stay and watch as he was clapping and doing things, and in the end, there really wasn't a uh, like a, a big thing he was going to do at the end. It was more, oh, it's just what happens next. He was building, he was building his deal, his shtick on the yeah. fact that people want to know, well, what's next? And Emily, I think, um, had written something about um, the Bible is really the story of how God made the world. 
and what happens next. And so we're asking those questions of ourselves. But before we can really go that direction, I think part of your book you, you early on talk about let's stop and see where we are and do some uh, back to basics questions and uncovering. So we know, you know, you can't know where you're going until you know where you are. How to, how, right? You have to have a, a reference point. So, um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we I'm have sure. to look deeper into our story for sure to yeah. figure out kind of the context of our life and where we fit in. Yeah. So the the back to basics questions that you bring up early on, where'd they come from and maybe share one or two and, and why, why they factor into being so important foundationally. Sure. I just really like to ask people, um, you know, in my life and the people that come into my office, you know, what is it that makes you feel alive? You know, what is it that makes you cry? And I think if we ask those kind of basic questions, we get to learn a lot about our identity and who we are and who we were made to be. Um, and that really does impact our life um, and the things that we commit to, the things that we do within our home and in the workplace, even um, as we figure out more of just our gifts and who we were made to be. So it's a good it's a good place to start. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So some of those things, how you were raised and what you because because the questions are what did you love when you were little what has broken your heart so they're asking some pretty uh, basic but powerful questions that may or may not be easy to answer or maybe you're like I'd rather not think about it well as long as you're asking here <laughs> so uh, <laughs> right um, but that it's worth doing to engage that so that you really have a, a true it foundation is. it is I think we we all need to be in a place and we're we're really been giving this gift right now you know some people are called calling this time the great pause, you know, we're having to face things in our life um, because we're not as distracted as we normally are when we're outside of our homes. And we have to kind of come to terms with our internal workings and even family dynamics within our, um, with our own home. Yeah. Meredith McDaniel, our, uh, McDaniel, our guest, the book is called In Want and Plenty, Waking Up to God's Provision in a Land of Longing. If you want to win a copy, get yourself in the mix by texting 610-500-DOVE, 610 500 3683. Glad to throw you in the hat and hopefully draw your name out. We'll take a quick break. Keep our conversation going with Meredith Bandle. You listen to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560, WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 420 on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thank you for listening in. Just a quick note that we have our Father's Day Dough Contest going. We did this for Mother's Day and felt it was only fair that we do this for Dad as well. In a nutshell, you can win $1,000 for your dad or a father figure in your life. Let's go to WFIL.com. Check out the contest and surveys page and have at it. I'll be rooting for you. Contest, I believe, wraps up tomorrow. So get entered sometime today, tonight, tomorrow, and perhaps you'll win. Father's Day, of course, coming up a week from Sunday on the 21st of June. For now, we keep our conversation going. Uh, Meredith McDaniel is our guest, author of the book, In Want and Plenty, Waking Up to God's uh, Provision in the Land of Longing. There's a lot of scripture in your book, and uh, you cross-reference Old and New Testament. I think um, in the first... Part of the book, you also have a I, from Romans eight, where it says, "I consider our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us." And by uh, you know taking a look back at Moses and and the Israelites and that whole trip, uh, that, then they were asking lots of questions themselves. When when is the pain going to stop? When are we going to be out from under Pharaoh's thumb? When are we, where are we going? And uh, some very foundational things, but it, but it also underscores the fact that it is a 
it is a ongoing uh, process, but that God is pro- is providing in the moment, uh, day by day and moment by moment. So, because also in your book you talk about slowing down long enough to just instead of running from thing to thing without room to breathe. What if you took five minutes? I think at one point you say, "What if you take five minutes at the beginning of the day, again, just to stop <laughs> the constant current?" Right. 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 We do. We need to slow down, you know, and the world's really loud right now, too. I mean, you can turn on, in, you know, the TV and the computer and our phone. They're constantly kind of telling us um, what we need to believe and um, all the things all the way across the world that normally, you know, back in the day, we didn't have access to all of that content so quickly. And it, I think it wears on us. You know, our bodies don't know what to do with all of that, that consumption. And mm. so we do. We need to slow down and we need to pay attention to our body and figure out, you know, why am I so anxious? Why am I grabbing another, you know, candy bar? Why am I at the gym all day long, like, trying to burn off all this steam? Like, what? however we're coping in this world, um, it's just an indicator that we need to slow down and pay attention to our body and our soul a little bit more. Yeah. Meredith McDaniels, our guest. The book is called In Want and Plenty, Waking Up to God's Provision in the Land of Longing. My wife um, has said to me at, at times in the past, I'm not sure if God meant for us to know this many people, you know, with, with the social right. media, right? There's just, it is an overload to hear so much information. You can scroll through Facebook and in 10 or 15 minutes, hear about people who have died, people who were born, meals that were made, trips yeah. that were taken. And it's like, <laughs> wait a minute. It's just too much. Interesting my you know, anxiety is, is taking yeah. us over because of that, I think. You know, we learn a lot of good things too through yeah. the internet, but um, at the same time, it, it, it can just be an overload. And we need to have somewhere to kind of offload that back into our creator who, who says he holds the whole world in his hands. And I believe that to be true. Meredith, uh, one of your chapters is called brick and mortar. And you tell a story about a young lady named Sarah. Can you share that with us? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, the stories throughout, um, the entire book are kind of composite stories from my counseling office. Um, obviously I didn't want to give away anybody's, you know, specific, um, stories, but yeah, in brick and mortar, I just talk a lot about, um, you know, the hard work that we do as a people and how we can get so swept up in that. And if we don't pay attention again to um, the ways that we are responding, and in Sarah's case, you know, she was dealing with, um, you know, all different kinds of, of ways that God was revealing to her that she was just mindlessly going throughout her her days. And, um, you know, it, it, if we get lost in that, we don't really know um, what God's calling us to. We lose our sense of identity, and um, we need to kind of find people that we can share um, our struggles with and not hold it all in. And I think we, we tend to hide. We tend to not want to tell um, people in our life that we're struggling when in reality that's what's going to help us find healing. So that's just a little window into what she was kind of battling, well, what I think we all do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, so folks just tuning in, it's the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia, and Meredith McDaniel is our guest, and we're uh, chatting about her new and very first book. Did you like the book? Uh, it's called In Want and Plenty, Waking Up to God's Provision in a Land of Longing. How did you like it, by the way? Just the, the process of putting the book together, were you concerned at, you know, how it would go, or did you like, I can't wait to get this going, and how did it turn out for you as far as <laughs> looking back on it afterwards? Oh, I love that question. Yeah, well, one of my favorite parts was um, kind of getting to design um, the cover and the artwork on the inside. I worked alongside and partnered with a friend of True Cotton Art, my friend Erin. Um, and so we really wanted to make it visually um, appealing for people. If you notice, um, 
you know, even just beyond the words and the content, if you flip through the book, we've got some words that are highlighted yep. with a watercolor brushstroke. Yeah. And those are actually all um, specific forms of manna or provision that I have seen um, God provide both in my life and that of other people that I've worked with or encountered. And so, you know, just little design elements like that were really fun. I have a, kind of a creative spirit. So that was awesome. And um, really putting together the journaling questions. I really wanted people to be able to go slowly through the book and really think about a lot of these questions. So there's a lot of opportunity for people to do that as well and not just read the book and not have any action steps. Yeah, the, the journaling part I know is also important to you as far as because you're, you're encouraging people to um, with those back to basics questions and to you know take time to slow down and think through things. And the journaling process to you, did you uh, – was that something for you, a long, you know, a lifelong thing that's just accompanied you throughout or, or, uh, and, and, you know, why, why would you encourage those uh, listening into, to consider doing some journaling on some level at least? Yeah, there's a couple of reasons. And I know some people don't necessarily like to sit and write. So I've told other people, if, if you like to just voice text into your phone, that's another way to do it. Or if you prefer typing to actually writing with a pen or pencil, um, but it does slow down our body. Like there is a physical response to getting to sit still again, there's that sitting still again, and um, and letting your body just calm down enough to be able to process life. And for me specifically with writing and journaling, um, I think it's it's like clearing the cobwebs. Um, there's a woman that wrote a book called The Artist Way, Julia Cameron. She has this idea of morning pages where you just get up in the morning and write a page or two with no agenda, not trying to share it with anybody. You might not even reread it, but it's getting everything kind of out of your subconscious and bringing it up to the surface and starting to see some patterns there. So that's been a huge practice, spiritual discipline for me over the years, um, and just really wanted to share that with other people. And you can do it in your own way. You know, it doesn't have to look the same as somebody else's. You get stuck sometimes in journaling, look off into the sky, and where am I going with this? <laughs> I'm guessing yeah, that... I do, and I think I think that's powerful too, right? Like, you don't have to be writing the whole time. You can sit and look out the window and, and start to kind of ponder some of the things that you've been writing or, or why you're not writing, <laughs> even you, for that you, matter. Do you think people sometimes struggle with the idea of journaling just because they feel like they're sitting down like it's an assignment and they have to have yeah. have it ready to go right out of the chute when they're like, I don't know, what am I going to write about? Well, sit down and start. Like, do you have any ideas for folks who are like, I'd, I'd like the, the idea, okay, but I don't know, how do you do it? Oh, yeah. I think turning on music's huge for me. I mean, I don't know, it kind of stirs something up. Maybe you need to read something first. Maybe you need to go outside. Um, I've been really into visual journaling, journaling lately, which is another whole thing, but... Um, you can get out paint, you know, it could be black and white. If you could just be drawing, um, one of my kids loves to draw, but he doesn't love to write. He has a hard time with spelling, um, but he can sit down and draw and then tell me all about the whole picture. So, mm. you know, no matter your age, your gender, I think it's something that we can all do if we get creative with it. Meredith McDaniel, our guest, the book we're chatting about, In Want and Plenty, Waking Up to God's Provision in the Land of Longing. If you want to win a copy of the book, send a quick text to 610 500 dub 610 500 36 83 that's our show text line again 610 500 36 83 just put your name in there and uh you can put the word plenty that'll be good enough to help me know what you're texting in about we'll take a quick break keep our conversation going with meredith mcdaniel also just a quick note on our site one of the things i want to make sure you're aware of a couple of directories one is for churches that stream their services help yourself to that you can look through it as a lot of folks are going to church still from home. Some churches are starting to open up here or there, investigating it. But in the meantime, certainly welcome to look through that. And if your church is streaming at services, you can actually 
get the ball rolling on adding your church to the list. Totally free to look through and to have your church posted there. The other one, similarly, is a shop local directory. As some businesses are opening and reopening in gradually, you know, larger increments, there's a whole list there of uh, businesses that are open. So if you own a business and you're open in some capacity, just want to put it out there, you're welcome to um, put that on there absolutely free. Could be a takeout service you do, drive-through delivery, all of the above. It's called the Shop Local Directory Banner, and uh, it's free to put your your service there also to look through it to, as a resource. And there are a lot of them. There are many dozens of businesses that are open that you can help yourself and find out about. So both of those are on our website at WFIL.com. Help yourself right in our homepage uh, there. All right, quick break. Come back. Keep things rolling here. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 4.33 in the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Forecast, been an interesting day. We've had times uh, very cloudy and rainy. And then the sun comes through for a while and the golfers next door come out and start taking their hacks. And then all of a sudden the rain comes again and they go scurrying for cover. Kind of fun to watch. 82 the high for the day. 68 the low tonight. Mix of clouds and sun tomorrow. And a high of 85. Meredith McDaniels, our guest, and again, the book we're talking about, In Want and Plenty, Waking Up to God's Provision in a Land of Longing. Uh, one of the chapters is called uh, Deep Groans, uh, or sections that's that's in there. Um, and I, It occurred to me, um, it, it said uh, in Romans 8, uh, a couple of verses, and, and this is maybe a point I could just bring up. You have a, some scripture at the, I guess, at the top of each um, chapter. Uh, we know that mm-hmm. the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. And that's Romans eight twenty two and 25. So uh, getting back to the idea of it being a journey and a process and being okay that this is, this is, you know, this earth is not where everything's meant to be. We have a future to be looking forward to. We'll be totally uh, satisfied knowing our creator face to face. I was wondering if you had heard the song um, by Switchfoot meant to live. I'm guessing you have, but, have, have you heard that song before? I don't know if I have. Who is it that the, sings it? The band is called Switchfoot. And yes. the song is called Meant to Live. Oh, I know it now. Yes, you just jogged my memory. Oh, yeah, it's a really great song. Yeah, just speaking to the idea of that longing, and and it had a lot of mainstream radio success as well, because it was a, it was basically pointing to that longing that we have inside for more than what we are and, and where we're at and what's around us. Uh, and, and so what, you know, asking the right question is a good starting point and and it's, it's common to all of us since we're made in God's image and have, have the purpose of knowing him. Uh, so yeah, anyway, it just, it jumped off the page to me. I was thinking about the the purpose of your, you know, part of the purpose of your book. So uh, when I love where you're going with that, because I actually have a song at the end of every chapter in a section called resound. So I'll have a few questions and then I have a song. Cause again, I think it's really important um, music stirs so much in us, right? Like it's not even necessarily the words or the content. Again, it's more just the experience and the sound and what that does for our body um, is is very healing and also can bring, again, some of that subconscious up to the surface um, that really impacts our daily life every single day. You know, something that happened when we were 10 might impact us in our marriage today, and that's worth paying attention to. Music is powerful. I actually, I DJ uh, weddings. I've done that for 30 years and Nice. Uh, My dad used to do that. Did he really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I, I identify, like if I had DJ'd your wedding, I would identify, I'd remember you by, maybe not your first dance song. Some of those are kind of the same, not always, but 
but right. maybe the playlist you wanted to put together or help put together, or maybe you were a little off the beaten path with certain songs. And I'd be like, Oh yeah, Meredith, she's the one who liked blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah. you know, you just, you, know, you remember points in time in your life with music too. Where were you when this song came oh, yeah. out? Right. So I love it. It takes you back. <laughs> it does. It's a powerful thing. <laughs> um, Meredith, talk a little bit more, whatever angle you want to just about the, the theme of Moses, the Israelites, God's provision, manna, uh, that's woven throughout the book. There are a lot of different things we could talk about, but is there any part of, of the book that you feel that that um, analogy or, or that, that that mirroring image of the Israelites and Moses to individuals now is maybe even most strongly shown in a particular part of your book? Yeah, sure. Well, I think really the, the thing that strikes me the most about Moses is one that he felt unqualified to do what God was calling him to do. You know, he tried to get out of it. He was like, Aaron, get my brother over here. He's more skilled this way. Yeah. But God just said, like, I'm going to give you what you need. If I call you to do something, I'm going to equip you and I'm going to prepare you. And, you know, even when they get out in the desert and they're wandering around, which we can relate to, right? Because we were kind of disoriented right now in life. Um, yes. What you know, day is it? Blurs in day. general. But, <laughs> yeah. What day is it? Um, but, you know, we can cry out and God hears us and he sees us. Um, and he, he's not afraid of our doubts and our questions. Like He lets us bring those to him, and he can hold those and contain those. We don't have to clean up before him. We get to be kind of bare and raw and naked before him and just say, like, I'm not enough, but you are, and help me. <laughs> you know, show me the way. You've got the aerial view, and I'm going to trust you. Um, and I think just the last thing, really, is that we get to be we get to receive manna, but we also get to be manna in the world. We get to be light. And, you know, whatever that is for whoever's listening, you know, figure out your gifts, figure out the things that God has given you um, so that you can shed more light in this somewhat dark world. Yeah, that's a great word, Meredith McDaniel, our guest. We have a quick break to take. We'll keep our conversation going. And I want to get uh, that Switchfoot song on here. Mentioned it meant to live a minute ago. So we'll throw that in the mix as well. The book that we're chatting about is called In, we- I'm sorry, in Want and Plenty. Waking Up to God's Provision in the Land of Longing. And if you want to win a copy, enter, your, enter yourself just with a quick text to 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. And just throw the word plenty in there and I'll know why you're texting in. Quick break. We'll be right back. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL. Email Timmy D at WFIL.com. On AM560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show. You've got questions, we've got answers. AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app from their beautiful Letdown CD. I remember it was just yesterday, actually came out, I think in late 2000, early 2001. The band Switchfoot and Meant to Live at the time. I was working in music radio and uh, had a call from the record label, and they were talking about this album that was coming out, and they were giving a big, you know, hey, this is going to be great, and this is going to be a powerful song and an album, and turns out they were very correct. Uh, one reason I love that song is because it speaks the language of 
of uh, the human heart, even if the person has never walked in a church before or talked about the Lord directly with anybody or or whatever, uh, grown up in a Christian home or something, it talks about that longing. We are made for more than maybe what we're settling for or where we find ourselves. And so, uh, as in fact, we had Dave Peterson from Briner Chevrolet on who helped sponsor our program. And uh, he said something the other day about there being several questions everybody asked, including where did I come from? You know, where am I? Why am I here? And where am I going? And those are very fundamental questions everybody asks. And so uh, that song from Switchfoot certainly speaks to that. Uh, Meredith McDaniel, who's our guest, the book we're talking with her about speaks to it as well. The title of it, In Wants and Plenty, Waking Up to God's Provision uh, in the Land of Longing. Meredith, you know, I had one one other fun little uh, question when I was reading through the Mighty Hand uh, part where you had the chickens example. We had um, <laughs> We had chickens for about a year. And then six became three, became two, became one, oh. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, it happens. Yeah, it does happen. Um, just you share about that a little bit the, and, and the idea of, of being in community because uh, we're talking vertical a lot and God's provision for us. And then, but you touched yeah. on it there for a second about us being manna and being, uh, I'll sometimes I'll say it this way with in a different way. Jesus died for you, but not just for you. So like, make sure you're, yeah. you're radiating outward. Um, but and chicken, we're thinking about getting chickens again. But uh, for now, anyway, <laughs> share your little story about that if you would. Yeah, so I share in the book just about how I felt like the worst chicken owner ever because we have this amazing coop that we inherited on this property we bought a few years ago, and the guy was like a um, very amazing, like um, I don't know, custom home builder, and so he made this amazing coop, which is really impenetrable. Like nothing can get in there other than like a black snake here and there, and they yeah. just want the eggs usually. And so, um, yeah, I talk about how I, I have a feeder that is broken. So I usually only have to go out there, I don't know, every few weeks to feed the chickens. I'm super spoiled. And even with that, I, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. And they were all hungry one morning, and they were all flocked together. And they were making a lot of noise. They were crying out. They were groaning, like, we're hungry, we're hungry. Like, don't you see us? Um, and I wouldn't have even noticed if they had just sort of been, like, on their own, like, as a human. Like, I, I wouldn't have noticed. Of course, God would notice even if we were by ourselves. But um, there was something just powerful in that image to me that they were all flocking together. And I think that, you know, the Israelites did that when they came out of slavery in Egypt. They were coming out tribe by tribe, and they were looking at each other side by side saying, like, we're in this together. Like, we live in this in-between space. We're not to the promised land yet. We are living in this already not yet that we hear a lot of people talk about. And we can groan together, but we can also celebrate together. We can say, like, this is where I've seen God God's hand and where I've seen his provision. This is where I've seen the manna. Like, let's go on this treasure hunt together in life, and um, let's let's support each other. We don't have to suffer in silence. We don't have to struggle alone. Um, so community is really, really powerful. It's a gift that God has given us here on earth. Yeah. Meredith, it's been nice to talk with you and make your acquaintance. And uh, you use the phrase that's being kicked around a lot these days. We're all in this together. You're based in North Carolina. Is that right? Yes, okay. I am. How are things there as far as... Uh life, everyday life. You know, we're staying home a lot. And so I don't really know, honestly, I go out to get groceries and pick up stuff every now and then. Um, But you know, people in general, I think are longing to be together. And at the same time, they're, they're having to face some things under their own roof that I, I feel like is a gift of time that we've been given. The good that God's bringing out of all of this is that we have to face each other and we have to learn to grow and heal so that on the other side of this, we're going to be able to love others better um, and love God better. So, you know, there's a silver lining in the midst of the heavy of this 
oh, yeah. sickness that's going around. Yeah, it means a lot of things to, to people in different ways, and, uh, and some people have lost, yeah. you know, lost a loved one. It's been very hard in that way. Others, it's just uh, like, a, yeah. like a pause or a breather, or maybe just something that they needed health wise to have a chance to stop the pace. Um, I remember yeah. traveling. My my, I have family in Chattanooga, and um, also at, at Florida. And there was a time about 10 years ago, my wife and I took the kids and drove to uh, the Kalahari out in Ohio, I think it was, like an indoor water park, and the Creation Museum in Kentucky, if I remember correctly. And we went to tennis Chattanooga, then to Florida, then back up the coast through North Carolina. And we were gone three weeks, and I remember it being just long enough to be like, when I got home, I felt different as opposed to going on vacation for like a week or 10 days. Three weeks was like... Oh yeah, this is our house. I remember that couch. I remember it was different enough. I'm, my prayer partly is that this season that we're in is as as difficult as it can be in some ways is mm-hmm. kind of that reset for us to say, you know what? I'm getting used to spending time with my husband more or my wife or my children more or or something or less whatever I was doing before, even even having my pace adjusted. Um learning how to wash my hands. So, um, you know. Right. <laughs> That's really beautiful. And I think you're right. You know, it's so much of this world is both and. And I think that's that's really why I named the book in one plenty, because we're both we're all experiencing both right now. Like we are wanting and we are longing, but we're also experiencing abundance and the plenty in the midst. And we can hold both at the same time, which is amazing and such mm-hmm. a gift. Meredith, last question for you on a practical note. Is there anything you can help point people to just something tangible? to uh, as far as gathering manna or looking for it and or being it? Yeah, I just say every morning when you wake up, just kind of even just lifting up your hands a little bit and saying, God, like my hands are open. Like open my eyes, show me what you have for me today. I think it's that simple. Amen. Amen. Meredith, nice to talk <laughs> with you. Thanks for writing the book and for Thanks taking time for to share it with me. us. Yeah. Oh, greetings greetings to your husband you and the kids. Enjoy your family and keep up the good work. Thank you. You too. All right. Meredith McDaniel, author of the book, In Want and Plenty, Waking Up to God's Provision in a Land of Longing. If you want to win a copy, send me a text at 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. Just put your first and uh, last name in there, if you would, and the word plenty. And that will be sufficient for entering the contest. By the way, whenever you hear us talk about entering a context, uh, contest by text, Know that we keep your text on hand, if you will. You may not win this contest, but we do keep the text uh, together, and you may wind up winning something else. We have random drawings periodically to another stuff. We call it the hat of perpetual winning, hapwa or something. So it's not a, a, an in vain exercise. You know, sometimes folks are like, oh, I'm probably not going to win. I'm not even going to bother. But know that if you enter to win today and you don't happen to win the day, You might win something next week or next month or next year, but it lives on. Your entry lives on. So it gets extra mileage that way. One more time, our text line is 610-500-DOVE if you want to enter uh, for the book that we were chatting about today with Meredith McDaniel in Want and Plenty, Waking Up to God's Provision in the Land of Longing. A couple thoughts for you. We're coming down the home stretch of uh, of the program here. We have a little bit of time. One is we have podcasts of the programs on our homepage, so you're welcome to scroll through at WFIL.com, and you're welcome to subscribe to the podcast, too. It's just called The Tim DeMoss Show, D-E-M-O-S-S. 
And that's wherever you get your podcasts. That might be uh, Apple Podcasts or uh, on iTunes or Stitcher and Google Podcasts and TuneIn. And there are probably a couple others that you can find it. So help yourself that way where they automatically will come to you. You don't even have to go looking for them. Or again, they're right in our homepage at WFIL.com. If you feel so led, let a friend know about the program. Happy to uh, have the program grow and hopefully be a blessing. We really do want really what this is all about. There are a lot of different aspects to it, but we hope it's a help to people, a real tangible help. That's why we do what we do. It's not just a show to have a show. And so um, if you want to play a role in that, let somebody know about that. And um, I think, you know, it's a, I don't call it an acquired taste, but maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, we get a lot of good feedback. Uh, my My heart for the program really is to have a different range of guests on the program because everybody matters because you're made in God's image. Um, so to that end, you may tune in one day like you did, I guess it was May 29. My favorite player of all time, Mike Schmidt joined our show. We talked baseball. We talked the world series, a lot of things like that. He also happens to be a believer and we talked with him about that and he had some great stuff to say. Podcast that again on our homepage. Day like today, Meredith McDaniel joining us talking about her book tomorrow on our famous Friday show. I mentioned earlier, I was going to tell you who's coming on the show for fun. Uh, a gentleman named Nick Feldman. You may or may not have heard of him. Well, you probably know the band he was in is uh, the group Wang Chung. If you know that phrase, everybody have fun tonight. Everybody Wang Chung tonight, a huge 80 song. He'll be on the program tomorrow because... He and a bunch of 80s bands uh, are having this uh, virtual concert on Saturday to help raise funds for, uh, you know, doctors, nurses, and other uh, folks that are, quote unquote, on the front lines and wanting to help support uh, some efforts that are happening there. Just a positive thing to do. The music of the 80s, and I grew up on that. I'm 51, and that's my favorite decade. And it's just a lot of fun music. So, um, we'll chat with him for a little bit about uh, about that and uh, get you some info on that. This is part of our famous Friday show tomorrow. Looking forward also to having Cedric Brown, who is the pastor of Commitment Church in Lindenwald, New Jersey. He's joined us a number of times before, played for the Eagles for a while, loves the Lord a lot. They have an event going on on Saturday as well. We'll chat with him about that and some other things too. That's just part of what's happening tomorrow. Of course, we'll have our famous Friday show pun segment on the back end of things. And there may be another surprise or two at least for tomorrow. So, uh, but all of that to say, you look at that lineup and it's like, wow, that's kind of all over the place. But yeah, I think so. I like to, you know, I know who I am in the Lord and I love him a lot. I know I'm loved by him and anybody can be, you know, in that relationship with him. That's what John three sixteen is all about. So, um, and if ever there was a time that you could kind of tell that the playing field is level or will be level one day, it's now. When even the multimillionaires are home, they're not able to slam a, you know, a dunk a basketball. Or there's a lot of limitations going on, and, and you kind of realize what matters. I even think some of the reason that there's been some um, – uh, in terms of the race, the race uh, conversation that's happening, I think one reason it's actually able to have a bigger platform right now is because of the fact that the, the, the narrative, if you will, in the culture – has been stripped back a bit that we're not able to just say, Oh yeah, that was, there was that awful thing that happened in Minnesota, but, but what's on TV tonight, what, what games are we watching? There's probably something 
uh, to that, I think that's, you know, a helpful thing. And, and, and in, in these days that we do find ourselves in, Lord willing, each of us is taking stock of things that matter the most. And most, most importantly, what happens to us when we die? What does the Bible say? What, who's God? These questions. There's some folks who listen to the station know, you know, have, have the truth in that regard with, with their walk with the Lord. But there are folks, it's certainly it's a time of wrestling with these questions. And so hopefully our hearts are humble and open to having conversations and that we're just available to those who are really uh, struggling uh, on those and, and sorting through those questions. So may the Lord allow this program, this radio station, and and each listener listening in to uh, to just be available to Him. And uh, and we all have our own issues, right? We all have our own challenges and struggles. So I'm not not like somebody else, and I don't have any. I do have my own as well. But anyhow, God bless you. Thanks for listening in. One last quick uh, thing: if you want to help out with Bible League, 800 Yes Word. We're getting close to the goal. You can go wfl.com as well to help. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.